0: Hello, fellow rebel capitalists, hope you're well. I was just going through some thought experiments and I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and share it with the audience. For those macro geeks and nerds out there that really like to get into the weeds, maybe they'll enjoy this. So I wanna start off by going over the, the plumbing when the Fed does quantitative easing and buys a treasury, call it, and if the primary dealer buys the treasury from a non-bank entity and assuming the non-bank entity bought it from the government. So we've got the government, everyone's favorite, right here at the top. And the first transaction is average Joe, or in this case, non-bank, buys the treasury. So he's going to have to give, and just as I go through these guys, the green dollar sign represents M2. The red dollar sign represents bank reserves or base money. So this represents broad, red represents base. So he's going to have to give his hard-earned M2 or M1 to Janet Yellen. Okay. Okay. Well, when that happens, the currency units are deleted from his account at Wells Fargo, and the bank reserves go onto the Treasury's account. Most of you guys know that, but those dollars just poof disappear. No longer an M two, they go to money heaven, and then that Treasury goes onto the balance sheet of the average Joe, the non-bank entity that bought it in the first place. And you say, okay, George, that decreases M. 2 or M1, right, but then Janet Yellen's going to spend the money at some point, I can guarantee you that. (laughs) So she spends the money and it most likely goes to another non-bank. So there's a decrease in M2 here, an increase in M2 there on net balance, no change. But remember, the Fed's doing quantitative easing and the Fed can't technically buy directly from A non-bank... Well, technically, they can only buy from a primary dealer. So the primary dealer steps in here. And we're making the assumption that the primary dealer is a non-bank entity. And what they do is they say, Hey, average Joe, we want to buy that treasury from you because we want to flip it to the Fed. So the average Joe says, All right, no problem. So this treasury that went to the average Joe that he bought, that goes over to the primary dealer. And the primary dealer... Gives Joe some currency units, which would be included in M2 money supply, assuming that primary dealer is not a bank. And once again, we have no change in M2 because the primary dealer bank is basically trading existing M2 for that treasury. So then the Fed comes in and says, all right, primary dealer, we got to do some QE here. We want that treasury on our balance sheet. And they say, "Okay." so that treasury goes from the primary dealer down to the Fed and then the Fed would go ahead and give bank reserves to the primary dealer's bank. Let's say it's Wells Fargo. But what would Wells Fargo do to the primary dealer's checking account? It would add it or add to it however much they sold the treasury for. So just say it was a thousand bucks. So in that case, we would have a change to uh, base money, as you guys know, because the Fed had to use those bank reserves to pay for it in the first place. But we'd also have a change in M2. We'd have an addition to M2. So it starts off, no change, first transaction, no change for the second transaction. Third and final transaction, we do have a change to M2 money supply. Now I want to be very, very clear. This is all else being equal because at the same time, we've got the banking system that is creating loans. We've got loans being paid off. We've got all these other things, maybe Average Joe taking money, put it in a money market fund. That money market fund takes it, puts it into reverse repo. All these things would impact M2 as well. But assuming these were the only three transactions for the entire day, <laughs> that, that, that on net balance here, we would have an increase in M2 by however much the Fed did or however much uh, the Fed paid for that treasury they bought from the primary dealer. Next one, what if the original treasury that Janet Yellen issued was purchased by a bank? Maybe they were the ones that wanted it on their balance sheet. Let's go through that. Now, the government issues that treasury, the bank buys it, that treasury goes onto their balance sheet. But how does the bank pay for that? The bank would definitely pay for it with bank reserves because that's all Janet Yellen can take into her account because her account is a liability of the Fed. So the bank reserves would go from the bank's account at the Fed down to the TGA. Again, bank reserves are indicated by the fact that this money sign is red. So the bank's using bank reserves. That goes to the government, goes in the TGA, but, and then that treasury goes onto the bank's balance sheet. But what happens when Janet Yellen spends the money into the real economy? Well, that bank reserve would go from the TGA to the bank for whomever, deposited the check from Janet Yellen. Okay. But remember, Janet Yellen is accepting bank reserves, but she is sending out actual checks that people deposit in a bank. So this first component of the transaction did not impact M2 because it's strictly on the asset side of the bank's balance sheet, and the liability side of the Fed. It did not impact the liability side of the commercial bank's balance sheet to begin with. The second part of the transaction that does, that adds to commercial bank dollar liabilities so there is a net change here if the bank bought from the government from the Treasury, or if the bank bought that treasury from janet Yellen, that would increase m2 money supply once janet Yellen spent those dollars back into the economy assuming that she gave it to a non-bank so then the next part of the transaction remember that primary dealer comes in and they want to buy the treasury from the bank in this circumstance let's just say that the primary dealer has an account, just happens to have an account with the bank that bought the treasury to begin with. All right. Pretty simple transaction. The bank says, okay, primary dealer will sell you this treasury. So then the primary dealer says, okay, and to pay for that treasury. You can just go ahead and decrease my account balance by the thousand dollars that I owe you. So the bank's balance sheet would actually shrink in this case because they're reducing their assets by Thousand bucks because that's the value of the treasury. And they're also reducing their liabilities by the thousand dollars that the primary dealer owes them for the treasury to begin with. So there's no real, in this case, since they're just settling on the, I don't want to get into the weeds yet. In this case, uh, they are paying for that treasury, not by really an exchange of money, but the bank is decreasing their liabilities for payment instead of increasing their assets. That's probably the best way to think about it. So in this case, M2 money supply would go down because the primary dealer, they had those dollars in their account and they traded those dollars for the treasury. And those dollars no longer exist because their account balance went down by the thousand bucks. And uh, and that's how they got the treasury. Again, the bank's balance sheet is decreased. Assets went down because the treasury left their balance sheet. Liabilities went down because they decreased the primary dealer bank's account by the thousand bucks. Okay, cool, got that. Next, the Fed comes in and they say, ah, primary dealer, we want that treasury. It's pretty much the same thing. So the treasury goes to the primary, excuse me, treasury, treasury goes from the primary dealer down to the Fed and the Fed gives their bank, the bank reserves and their bank credits, their account with the thousand dollars. Now, all of a sudden, There is a change to M2, an increase. So we initially had an increase, then we had a decrease, and then we had an increase again. So on net balance with this round trip, if you will, there would be an increase to M2 money supply. But I want to point out that this isn't necessarily because of QE, because the increase in M2 money supply came initially from a banking entity buying an asset from a non-bank, meaning the government. So that's a real easy way to think about this, is 99% of the time, let's say, when a banking entity buys an asset from a non-bank, even if it's the government, that on net balance is going to increase M2 money supply. And when a non-bank sells to a banking entity, that's going to decrease M2 money supply. There is an exception to the rule. And yes, we will go over that. I know you guys are so excited. (laughs) Now, well, let's go to this one. So we have the same transaction, but in this case, what's happening is we kind of zoom in a little bit, right? So we're going to assume for a moment that this primary dealer is actually giving M2 money supply to the bank. So this is what I would call settling on the bank's balance sheet instead of settling on the Fed's balance sheet. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Just make sure we're all on the same page. With this transaction, we had a net increase, net decrease, net increase. Because the this would have been basically settled on the Fed's balance sheet. And I'll explain why I say that. But the bottom line here is the payment was a decrease of the uh, liabilities on the bank's balance sheet. So now let's kind of zoom in on on this transaction specifically. So when we zoom in, we've got the net. We start with the non-bank here. That's their, uh, they've got the M2 Money Supply as an asset on their balance sheet. And this asset is going to be a liability of bank B, let's say. And that's because the average Joe's account is with bank B. And then we've got bank A. They've got some bank reserves. uh, They've got a treasury. By the way, bank B has some bank reserves as well. And the non-bank, we'll call it the primary dealer or average Joe, whomever, they want to buy this treasury from bank A. And then we got the Fed right here. These two sets of bank reserves are liabilities on their balance sheet. We've got the reserves for bank A right here on the top. We've got the reserves for bank B right here at the bottom. So when this treasury goes over to the non-bank primary dealer, average Joe, to their balance sheet, then obviously this blue box that says T <laughs> would, would go over to the asset side of their balance sheet. Okay, we understand that. But then the average Joe would instruct the bank B to go ahead and pay bank A. Bank A has got to get paid. Well, how would bank B most likely do that? Well, they would go ahead and on the Fed's balance sheet, they would send them the bank reserves and then they would decrease the non-bank account by the equivalent amount. So when the transaction is done, bank A that started with bank reserves and a treasury now has two sets of bank reserves. Bank B, their balance sheet actually shrank. They no longer have the bank reserves as assets, but it doesn't really matter because they've reduced their liabilities as well because they don't have that checking deposit balance of $1,000 that was originally the non-bank entity's asset. And then the non-bank entity traded the $1,000 or $1,000 treasury. Again, I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but this is what I would consider settling on the Fed's balance sheet. And then as you can tell here with the liability, instead of having A and B, now it's just two sets of reserves. Both are owned by bank A. So this is what I was referring to. Initial change in M2. When we have a decrease in M2, this is how, when we zoom in, this is what the transaction would look like. And just to reiterate, to make sure we're on the same page here, we start with one green dollar sign on the bank's balance sheet, asset of average Joe, and we conclude with zero. And this is why M2 goes down. Like I said, there is an exception to the rule. So now let's zoom in and assume they don't use the Fed's balance sheet. They settle just on the balance sheets of the commercial banks. To be clear, this most likely would have occurred prior to the GFC, because now the banks are so flushed with reserves. It's like, eh, why settle on our balance sheet? We just settle on the Feds. And plus, I believe there's more counterparty risk or perceived counterparty risk. So I don't know that this is very applicable, especially with the domestic banks. Now, with the banks in the Euro dollar system network, this would definitely be applicable. How they're instead choosing to settle on their own balance sheet because logistically, it's just a heck of a lot easier. Okay, so let's walk through this and see how it would work. So initially, what we're doing here is assuming that bank B has an account with bank A. Now, what's, what gets very tricky is understanding if this is factored into M2 money supply to begin with. So I've done quite a bit of research on this, and this would be considered like a nostro-vostro. Account isn't really any good information that I can find domestically as to if these accounts that banks hold with one another are actually included in M2 money supply. Now, outside of the United States and a lot of other countries, I have found definitions for M2 money supply which specifically say M2 money supply is. Only factoring non bank checking deposit accounts. It is not including these accounts that banks have with one another. But to be clear, I can't find anything that specifically says the banks' accounts with one another are included, or like every other country that I've found, they're not included. And M2 would only encapsulate the public non-bank deposit accounts. We're just assuming for a moment that these accounts are included in M2, but my base case is they are not. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So, again, we start with the government issuing the treasury and the banking entity buying it. They're buying it with bank reserves, and that turns into M2. So, we do have a change on net balance of an increase of M2 money supply. Then the primary dealer, They're going to go ahead and buy that treasury non-bank entity from the bank. But this time, we have no change to M2 money supply. Why is that? Because we're not settling on the Fed's balance sheet. Now, all of a sudden, we're settling on the commercial bank's balance sheet. And when we're settling on the commercial bank's balance sheet, assuming that's included in M2, and that is not my base case, but assuming that it is included in M2, then Basically what we do is take existing M2 money supply and that would go into the bank's account that would be included in M2 money supply and they'd get the treasury. There would be no change. So here's how that would look when we go ahead and zoom in. We start with the non-bank entity and they've got the M2 as an asset on their balance sheet. We'll assume they bank with a different bank here. So then we've got bank A. They bank with bank A because right here, if you look at this dollar sign, that's M2. That would be non-bank. And then bank B's account with bank A would be here right at the top. That would be a liability. And that is represented by the the B here. I don't know if you guys can see that, but if you kind of zoom in. Then on the asset side of bank A's balance sheet, we've got, just uh, we'll call it a loan and a loan. And then bank B, the asset is that deposit they have with bank A, which would be M2 in this case. I don't think it is, but we'll assume it is for the sake of this example. And then they've got, let's say, a treasury and then they've got uh, a, the loan that they owe bank A and then some equity. The non-bank wants to buy the treasury from bank B. Okay. Well, bank B gives them that treasury. So that goes from right here over to the asset side of their balance sheet. But to pay for this treasury, they're going to use M2 money supply. So they so the non-bank just calls up bank A and says, hey, do me a favor and just go ahead and transfer $1,000 from my account To the account of bank B. And they say, okay, we'll go ahead and do that. So then, and keep in mind, this is without the Fed's balance sheet, right? You're settling on the commercial bank's balance sheet. That's why, in my mind, that's how I kind of make it easy and differentiate between the two. I ask myself is a non bank buying it? Is a bank buying it from a non bank? And where are they settling? Are they settling on the Fed's balance sheet or are they settling on the commercial bank's balance sheet? Once you start asking those questions and figure that out first it makes this stuff actually pretty easy so then when we get done Bank B has two thousand dollar deposits they the liability side of their balance sheet hasn't changed and now Bank a has still two dollar liabilities but instead of one being owned by the non-bank so this should be B and this should be B because originally they had some dollars owned by the bank and owned by the non-bank the non-bank, Paid with these dollars. Therefore, they went onto the balance sheet of bank B, and uh, both of these dollar signs should be uh, Bs, not NBs, because they're located right here on the asset side. Hopefully, that's pretty pretty clear. Okay, so now, again, just uh, the, the whole transaction in total, once we zoom back out. Initially, we had a change to M2, a positive change, increase in M2 on net balance. The second transaction, no change because they settled off the uh, Fed's balance sheet. They settled on the balance sheets of the commercial banks, which means they used M2 money supply only. And this included the bank's M2 money supply. Again, I think that's key. And then the final transaction was a change in M2, an increase. So what's, what's interesting here is we'd have two increases in M2 money supply. But again, I think the probability of this actually occurring is very low, number one, because I think they're almost all settling on the Fed's balance sheet, because why wouldn't you when there's $3 trillion with the reserves? And number two, I don't think the accounts the banks have with one another are actually included in the M2 measurement. Okay, so that's if the Fed does QE with a treasury. But what do they do with mortgage-backed security? Aha. This is pretty cool as well. So we start with the bank and non-bank. So the non-bank takes out a loan, we'll say for 500 grand, and the bank gives them that loan. So that creates new currency. So now on the asset side, the non-bank would have this new, newly created currency, uh, but the liability, they'd have that mortgage. And then the bank would have the mortgage as an asset. They would have the new, newly created currency as a liability. And let's assume for a moment, that they had some more, uh, let's see, oh, right, Fannie and Freddie, by the way, has an account with this bank as well as the non-bank. So this second dollar sign would represent the dollar signs that are on Fannie and Freddie's balance sheet. So with this initial transaction, most of you know, when the bank creates a loan, that's going to increase M2 money supply. So we do have a change. Now, here's where it gets super interesting because I'm 99% sure that Fannie and Freddie actually have an, a, a reserve account at the Fed. So Fannie and Freddie would definitely have, let's let's say their cash divided into two sections. Half of their cash would be a liability of the Fed, and then half of it would be a liability most likely of a commercial bank. So half of it would be just base money, and half of it would be broad money in M2. So let's assume that Fannie says, Bank, I want to buy that mortgage from you because we want to make some mortgage-backed sausages. And the bank says, hey, okay, cool. How do you want to pay? And they say, ah, let's go ahead and settle on the Fed's balance sheet. Okay, great. So what the Fed does is they go ahead and take the reserves from Fannie and Freddie's account, and they go ahead and give it to the bank's accounts. And therefore, if they're set, like I've got this little red dollar sign here, if they're settling in bank reserves, then there's no change to M2. And then the mortgage goes to Fannie and Freddie. Now, if Fannie and Freddie says, ah, you know, it's going to be easier for us to go ahead and settle on the commercial banks balance sheet. We don't have enough bank reserves. We want to hold some of those as liabilities of the fed. I'm going to go ahead and pay with actual dollars from my Wells Fargo account. Then they say, okay. So then the mortgage goes to Fannie and Freddie. And then the M2 money supply would go from their accounts over to the bank. And it would be an asset of the bank. But there'd be a decrease to m two money supply. So why is that? Because what's happening, and I kind of misspoke there, I was just I, I was assuming that Fannie and Freddie was paying for this with a, a different account, but obviously, if they're paying uh, the bank where they already have an account, then the bank's going to just reduce their uh, checking account balance. that's going to be much, much easier. So let's back up here. Uh, Fannie and Freddie, They get the mortgage and they say, bank, we want to go ahead and use the checking account balance that we have with your bank. And the bank says, okay, that's fine. So they would decrease the amount that was in Fannie and Freddie's account with them. And then Fannie and Freddie would get the mortgage. Okay, so that would be a net reduction in M2 money supply. So just to reiterate here, if Fannie and Freddie wanted to just transfer them the bank account, the bank reserves then there would be no change but if Fannie and Freddie wanted to settle on the commercial bank's balance sheet then they would go ahead and reduce the their checking account balance by the amount of the transaction which would actually reduce the size of the bank's balance sheet so now insert the primary dealer bank so the primary dealer bank says hey Fannie and Freddie we want to buy that mortgage from you because we want to flip it to the Fed well assuming that the primary dealer bank is non-bank entity. They're going to use M2 money supply. So what happens is that M2 goes to Fannie and Freddie and the mortgage goes to the primary dealer. So after the transaction is done, represented by this balance sheet down here, the asset side of the primary dealer asset side has the mortgage instead of M2. And what has happened is Fannie and Freddie's balance sheet now has no mortgage, but they either have two forms of M2 or they have their bank reserves and M2, depending on how they paid for the mortgage to begin with. So remember if they used M2 to buy it, well now all of a sudden, once they get M2, they're going to have reserves and M2. And if they used reserves to buy it, then they had the M2 still on their balance sheet. Then they get more M2 with this. There would be no change to the broad money because the primary dealer banks are just basically trading existing M2 for that mortgage. And that existing M2 is going on to Fannie and Freddie's balance sheet on the asset side, obviously. And then the Fed steps in and says, hey, primary dealer, we want to do quantitative easing. We want that mortgage-backed security. Then the mortgage-backed security goes to the Fed's balance sheet. They pay them or their bank, bank reserves, and their bank credits their account with however much the transaction was. And then this on net balance would increase M2. So what we have here with this initial transaction is a change in M2 would be a positive, And then we have no change. And then we would have an additional positive increase to M2 money supply. This assumes the primary dealer is buying from Fannie and Freddie. If they're buying from a banking entity, then that would be a decrease in M2 money supply. But in this case, assuming they're buying directly from, from Fannie and Freddie, then it would not. Actually, there I could go over a different scenario where it would decrease M2 money supply. Let's just say they had an account with one another. And instead of the M2 going over to Fannie and Freddie's balance sheet, what they did is they called Wells Fargo. Let's say they both had an account with Wells Fargo. And Wells Fargo gave Fannie and Freddie bank reserves instead of the M1. Uh, That's how Fannie and Freddie wanted to get paid. And that would be a decrease because what would happen on Wells Fargo's balance sheet is they would decrease The primary dealer's account balance, and then they would go ahead and transfer the bank reserves to Fannie and Freddie directly because they have an account with the Fed. So that would be settled on the Fed's balance sheet, just like we went over before, and that would be a net decrease. That's kind of why you have to ask the question is it a non bank banking or buying from a banking entity? Is it a banking entity buying from a non bank? And where is the transaction settling? If it's settling on the Fed's balance sheet, then it's most likely going to decrease. Well, I guess it could increase, decrease, it all depends. But it's gonna make a big difference as to whether it's being settled on the Fed's balance sheet or if it's just being settled on the balance sheet of the commercial banks. And that would assume that the commercial banks accounts with one another are actually included in M2 money supply. And my base case is they are not. There you go. (laughs) I'm sure I successfully bored all of you to death, and you're going to unsubscribe to the channel immediately, if not sooner. Who on earth is this guy that has nothing better to do with his time than to go through these stupid whiteboards and balance sheets? But for me, I really, really enjoy it. In fact, I don't know if there's anything I'd rather do than go through this stuff and kind of think it all through and figure out how it works. Hopefully, You got a little bit of value from that video. And as always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, I guess, and education while we're at it. And I'll see you in the next video.